Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 84 about the Gulf side and the Atlantic side beaches. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is sponsored by you. If you want to sponsor the Florida Travel Pod, reach out to us via email at hello at floridatravelpod.com to learn how your business could be featured in this spot. We'll write the ad copy for you or work with you to customize your ad copy for our audience. Email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com to get started. All right, Christina, we've had some hurricanes lately. (laughs) The hurricane of the month club. Welcome to Florida. (laughs) But uh, interestingly, we had planned out talking about the Gulf side and the Atlantic side beaches. And of course, you know, both of them, (laughs) both of them are now these hurricanes have come in from both sides. sides. (laughs) And so, you know, as always, we remind you to please check these places before you go, because at the time of recording, Anything can yeah. change. Both sides are both sides are, are dealing with it right now. But I want to talk about our Florida tip of the week. And uh, you and I talked about this because my daughter recently flew and she had to check a bag. And I wouldn't normally think to do this, but check your luggage ticket that they give you. Because what happened is that she checked her bag and they gave her her luggage ticket When she got home, no luggage was there because they checked it into another passenger on another flight. I still don't understand how this happens, but I have never, ever, they hand me that little tag. Half the time I lose the tag by the time I get back. (laughs) Exactly. Hang on to that. It's important. (laughs) Yes. But I had, I've never checked it before until you said... She lost her tag. I know. Was, or lost her luggage and it was under someone else's name. I was like, I didn't even know they put your name on it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, because they have to check it to your right. your destination, right? So make sure the, that little ticket that they give you, if you're checking your bags. I mean, also my other tip is try to pack everything that you can just go into the carry-on to. But, you know, we, we were also talking about this. A lot of the airlines um, want to charge you more for carry-ons than they would for checked luggage. So... This is true. Check your tickets, make sure your information and you have some luggage tags on your luggage as well, like your little personal information. And I've seen ones where you write your name on it and everything and it's your personalized little luggage tag, but I've seen them where it's actually hidden from view unless someone opens it up, you know, like opens the tag itself up. So, And uh, when you're packing those bags, don't forget your sunscreen. Which is perfect for this week, right? Because we're talking about the beaches, one of our favorite topics. So Florida is obviously known for their beaches, right? There's, But there's a great debate as to where the best beaches are. Are they Gulf side or are they Atlantic side? You know, I sometimes think of the beaches as a mood. Ooh. You know, like you're thinking about what you want it in a in a beach, especially we're located in the central part of the state. So we kind of have like it's hit or miss which beach or not hit or miss. We could go to either side in the same amount of time. Right. And so we can think about it and say, hey, you know, I really night I really want this in the beach today. And you that directs you to the west side, or I really would like a little trip and I want to go and get this out of it. So you go to the east side. I mean you're not if you're looking to surf, you're gonna probably head to the east coast. Or if you're looking for the the beautiful sunsets and that's what you want, you're gonna head to the west 
West Coast. It just depends on your mood and what you want. Or if you're going to do one of those sunrise to sunset beaches, you can start yeah. off on the East Coast and head to the West Coast. But that's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's why we're going to talk about some of the differences and generalities of each side and what we like about the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico. Bonuses and benefits. Bo- oh, bonuses and benefits. I like that. <laughs> so I was looking up first. I was trying to figure out, okay, how much shoreline do we have? I know we're not the state with the most amount of shoreline. But, but we are a peninsula. So. We are a peninsula. And there's there's a couple of definitions that are really interesting. And there's a site that we're going to link to that has... Definitions of shoreline versus coastline. And, and, the, and the website name is so funny. I've read this website. Still not sure that I understand it. But yeah, from Phenomenal Florida. She did a great <laughs> job describing what the difference between shoreline and coastline is. And so I encourage you to look that up. But either way, according to that site, Florida has... 1,350 miles of coastline. And not only are we a peninsula, but that panhandle is a good chunk of mileage. A lot of that Gulf of Mexico, right? So let's talk a little bit about the East Coast, the Atlantic side, which wait, first of all, before we go, like you said, it's a mood. Do you have a favorite? I grew up on the Gulf Coast. I tend to be a little more partial to that. I'm also not a surfer. I just happened to grow up there and experience more of the West Coast beaches. And so I particularly love the Sarasota, St. Pete, Clearwater beaches. And I, I think I agree with that, too, just because when I'm going, I want relaxation. You don't want to get in the water and have to hold yourself up because you're being knocked down by waves all the time, which can happen from day to day. Like one day it might be decent and you can just hang out in the water on the Atlantic. But on the next day, you could be, you know, it's not a relaxing swim Right. Well, and then, but that's the other thing about the Atlantic side. Sometimes with the kids, it's a lot more fun to do wave jumping Surf, and the body and surfing and, and the boogie boards boogie and boarding, all that. Yeah. So the Atlantic side from Jacksonville to Miami stretches for, I mean, I mapped it, you know, over 350 miles of driving. So um, we, you know, whether or not you're you're driving, that's a that's a lot of miles of coastline or shoreline or whatever you want to call it. But that A one A, right? It's yeah, iconic. It's a iconic places to go to the beach off the A one A. We have a great episode about it. Yes. Oh yeah, we do. Don't we? <laughs> Road tripping. <laughs> so it's like we said, the Atlantic side is typically rougher waters, or it's wavier. Um, places like Cocoa Beach, they're known for your surfing. Um, I feel like maybe with the exception, now I feel like the Atlantic side beaches, at least as far as the towns, the cities are bigger, Jacksonville, Miami, those are bigger cities. So you're going to, I don't know, you got Tampa, St. Petersburg. Those are pretty, pretty decent size. Tampa itself is on the bay. It's not really on the beach. So you're not sitting there with a lot of, um, skyscrapers. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I guess Atlantic is just bigger. Yeah. Overall, and if you want to go big, you go Atlantic side. Bigger yeah. waves, bigger, bigger beaches, bigger um, skyscrapers, lots of places to stay. Um, but yeah, because it's a deeper ocean side, the water temps can get a little bit colder on the side. Definitely agree with that. Um, however, of course, if you're in South Florida, it's going to stay warm pretty much all year. Well, and and as you look at the peninsula itself, as you get to the tip of Florida, it narrows. So there's less mileage in between the two, which means the water is a little more mixed. Right. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) But so interestingly, though, I'm like, okay, so what's the water temperature in Miami, right? That's about as far south as you're going to go is Miami, South Beach, all of that. Even in January, it only averages 71 degrees. Yeah, that's That's, not super comfortable for me. No, me either. (laughs) I think those of us in Florida, we like a little bit warmer. Um, However, the northerners are like, oh my gosh, 71. It's bath water. It's a heat wave. I I hear that all the time. It's bath water. Oh, my dad. Absolutely. When we're in Michigan and we're going to Lake Michigan and he's like, oh my gosh, the water temperature is 75. It's bath water. Ugh. No, it's, like, it's too cold. Oh, it's still cold. <laughs> you dip your toe in that kind of water. <laughs> However, I have, you know, I, we'll still do it. We still go swimming, but it is definitely a different experience. And so. I'll say too, off the Atlantic, if you go out in a boat in the Atlantic, because the Gulf of Mexico is, you know, like, I don't, how do you explain? It's, yeah, it's like, it's like surrounded on, surrounded on most by sides. Land. Yeah. So the Atlantic, if when you go out, you can go out really really far and the water is very very deep out there it doesn't really get like that on the gulf side so i mean that's also great for fishing correct right i mean if you want to do some deep sea fishing you're going to have a different experience on either side of the state too, yeah for depend- that matter yeah, that's very true very true okay so florida's west coast the gulf of mexico i still call it ocean water on that side. I know you've corrected me on this before. I call it the Gulf. But again, I grew up on the Gulf. So that's how I know it. (laughs) Um, It starts all the way in the south in the Everglades. Yeah, hugs the Gulf of Mexico all the way up through the Florida Panhandle. I mean, we have some serious mileage up there. But I would say probably north of Tampa to until you start getting to the Panhandle, you have a lot of that mix of um, wetland, marshy, you know, craggy beaches and um, yeah. all of that stuff. So um, I think that, you know, you don't have the, those white sandy beaches that you do. What you mean between, between like, between say the Tampa area up to the panhandle. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's this yeah. weird section in there that's missing um, those glorious Florida beaches. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to describe it, but White, like there's a, sandy yeah, beaches. there's a section in there that's almost like where, you know, you, Ocala is a huge chunk of this, of that Northern section of Florida before you reach the panhandle. And, and it's almost like, it's just its own area. It's foresty. It's, you know, yeah, it's just, I mean, you've got so many little bits and pieces of islands jetting out and intercoastal waterways, but I think it's more, like it's great for kayaking. Yeah, yeah. In those particular areas, and it's great for. Um, <laughs> we're we're having we're some noises I'm sorry. today. <laughs> you were trying to silence your watch. I hit the wrong you? button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are these are the check notes that we should have before we start recording. I never have my. I never have this on, and for some reason, I turned it on, and now I'm like. No, nope. and I turned everything do not disturb, but my family members can get through. Oh. So it was a family member that called whom I told yesterday that I'm recording today. So now you're calling them out. Exactly. <laughs> he won't listen, so it's fine. Um, 
So, yeah. So you've got a lot of variety, though, too, with your beaches. So it kind of depends on what it is you're looking and for. And that's why I say it's a mood. It's, it's a, a beach mood. mood. Now, mind you, if you're going to the West Coast, you can drive across to the East Coast or vice versa. Or if you live there, you can. It doesn't take long to drive coast to coast. So it's a possibility for you to just decide, I'm on the West Coast, but my mood is the East Coast today. Exactly. Like, oh, do I want to go kayaking and maybe dip into the springs, you know, in mix in the ocean there and see some manatees. And yeah, I might do the north of Tampa area. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the water, we said the water is generally calmer on the West Coast. It's, it's much warmer. warmer. You can hang on rafts in the water all afternoon and, and you know, not be oh. launched off your raft when the waves are coming. And, and you, you know, the... <laughs> launched off your raft. <laughs> just had a vision. <laughs> or like, you know, bring your tube and tie them all together and just like go in and out all day long. It's, it's, it's a different feel than that, you know, what the possibility on the East coast is of the waves. Okay. So let's talk the beaches in the Florida Keys. Cause you talk about a different feel and that's entirely different from both sides in my opinion. Yeah, because it is both sides. <laughs> it is. I mean, I feel like, you know, technically the Keys start out on the Atlantic side and then they stretch over to the Gulf of Mexico you know, so is it Atlantic side? Is it Gulf? Or is it, you know, part of the Caribbean Sea? Yeah, it's it's a big mix it's down so there. It's so close to all of that. So technically, I looked this up, though, too, because I'm like, well, where are the keys? I, I know where the keys are, but I mean, but what are they considered? Side, yeah, like, there is technically it's the Florida Bay and the Straits of Florida. Huh. So, I, you know, there you go. There's your homeschool moment today. Homeschool moment of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through and I wrote down a lot of the popular beaches. Okay. Um, you linked them all for us. I and did. that is phenomenal. I did. I, I mean, really, you could, I, again, we're talking how many miles? 1,350 miles of coastline. 13. Yep. It's a 13, lot 50. of beaches. There's a lot of places to go. And, so. and actually, in some of these cases, the beaches are like right next to each other. So you can go from one to the other very quickly and easily. Right, like Miami Beach and South Beach. Yep. So let's talk our popular beaches on the Atlantic side. Um, well, do you have a favorite on the Atlantic side? You know, not really. Um, they're very, they're kind of close together over there. Daytona and Coco. There's New Smyrna too. Did we put that in there? Uh, yeah, it's in there. Okay. Um, they're fairly close together and I've been to all of them and I, I kind of feel like they're all very similar the only thing that's different about them in in regard to the beach itself is what's on the beach, whether it's, you know, if you find a specific place where, like, you know, that place that we went to the, where we parked, there was a nice bathroom right there. It was real easy access to the beach. It wasn't super crowded. So it's like a favorite place for me when I just want a real quick beach trip with the kids. True. I, I mean, I see where you're going with they're all very similar, but I think the vibe is all very different all up and the down vibe the vibe. Yeah. That's why I say like the only difference is what's on the beach. Right. So like when you go to Daytona Beach, it gives you a different feel than when you go to Canaveral National Seashore or Cocoa Beach. They feel different because of what's around the area. But because they're all so close together, um, I feel like they're similar in in. View? Sand yeah, and views yeah. and waves. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I can see that. Ex with the exception of Jupiter Beach, uh, which now, I added to your list because that has the blowing rocks preserved. Yes, yes. And that is so different yes. than the rest of the Very Atlantic Very rocky side. compared to, and like more of a, you're not going to it to lay out on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So Daytona Beach, definitely, you know, they, they claim to it's be... It's a big, busy beach. Your world famous beach. It's a big beach. It's a busy beach. Yep. And but you can drive I mean, on it there. Never have a problem finding a spot. No, though, there's either. lots of parking. Um, lots there, of hotels. There is a section you can drive. So if you either want to drive or you don't want to be around the cars, make sure you check where the area is that you can drive on the beach at Daytona because that means that your kids are going to be around. There's a driving lane. It's very specific. Um, you can't just drive all over the beach and you can park there, but it's it's a, one specific area. So make sure you know that before you go. Yes. And you know what my friends used to do? They used to bring traffic cones to actually even further section off. It was kind of more of a visual for mm. the kids than it was for the cars. Yeah. So um, they would bring traffic cones. Yeah. Um. Let's talk, um, yeah, so Daytona Beach is a busy beach. I think Cocoa Beach is also a very, very popular yeah, beach. Yeah, very popular. But you can find, like you said, those little hidden gems yep. along the way. Um, but yeah, just north of that is Canaveral Seashore. Yep. Um, so Canaveral Seashore is, you know, undeveloped, definitely has more of the seagrass. Natural feel. Natural feel. Great place to go out kayaking from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to do some ocean kayaking, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, they have 24 miles of coastline. Um, and it is a, it is part of the national parks system. So they do have, I think they have a visitor center. Did yeah, check that I thing? don't know, but I'll look it up. Okay. Um, the longest stretch of undeveloped Atlantic coastline in Florida is what, I mean, this website you link to, that's immediately what pulls up, the longest stretch. So, you know, I guess the rest of the beaches can't top that 24 miles. There is a national, uh, there is a uh, visitor, visitor center. <laughs> I'm reading National Park Services. Uh, there right. is a national. So yeah. you you do need to pay your national parks pass fee or if you have a pass you can get in um it is part of that uh system but it is going to be more secluded for that though mm -hmm. too because i think you, because you're paying you're getting a little bit more of that exclusivity yeah okay so moving south move, i mean this list is kind of all over the place because it was i wrote it just as i was thinking of it <laughs> no yeah that's it's great though miami beach south beach so i when i saw this on your list i'm like i have to just make a differentiation between, between them the difference? because you know i i'm not as familiar miami beach is very 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 big beach um and the the differentiation that i learned is that south beach is actually more like a neighborhood within miami beach correct mm -hmm. so i put that in there because i was like it's so you know you think south beach you think miami but it's really just a small section of miami and also a feel like you were mentioning right. you know daytona having a certain feel to it versus like you know the national seashore but in miami you know you go the art deco yeah, everywhere yeah colorful buildings yeah it's got a feel and it's got a mood and so it's you know if you're looking for something like that then that's what you go for <laughs> So, and with Miami Beach, you're definitely going to hit more of those skyscrapers, but you do have a lot of, a lot of oceanfront there, and like you said. Because it's so far south, I feel like the water is even more green. Uh, yeah. Oh, but I mean, let's, we'll talk about the Emerald Coast yeah. in a little bit too, but South Beach, I feel like you said, it's like a neighborhood. So you're not getting as much of those tall skyscrapers either. Whereas you do in Miami. And also Miami is a very richy feel. 
Um. Well, so is South Beach, though, too. Yeah, but opinion. I mean the the view of it, like what you oh, see. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think either way, great places to go, especially yep. if you're heading to Miami. And just a different experience versus the the east, <clears throat> the northern east coast beaches. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and just talk about Fort Lauderdale then, too, which is north of Miami. Mm-hmm. But again, that popular, um, those popular tall buildings, miles and miles of beach, very similar, I think, to Miami. Like you said, it's, you know, very developed. But that also means those developments mean you're going to have tons of great restaurants, lots of great beach amenities. If you're looking to have, you know, rental chairs or even things like jet skis or whatever else you want on your beach, Fort Lauderdale is an excellent option if you're not going to be all the way in Miami. Also, Fort Lauderdale is a great diving location because the reef is off of there. The It's a floating reef and you can dive and you get dropped off at one point in the reef and float down the uh, reef. That's so cool. I did that and it was so phenomenal. So much to see. It's really, really big. So if you like diving, Fort Lauderdale's your place. Well, that'll play into an upcoming episode too. Oh, fun. Um, Fort Lauderdale, yeah, north of... North of Miami, and I was going to say something else about that too, and I totally lost my train Sorry, of thought. Sorry, I you distracted with the floating reef. reef. Like, <laughs> oh, intercoastal. So along the Atlantic side and some on the Gulf side as well, you have what they call the intercoastal waterway. So a lot of these areas are basically barrier islands up to the mainland. And you can get the best of both worlds, too, through the intercoastal. The intercoastal, some of them are beaches. Most of them are a little bit better for launching your boats. I know a lot of people who do um, boats up and down the intercoastal. I've kayaked down the intercoastal. You can still see dolphins and manatees along the intercoastal waterways as well. Mm. Hey, Christina, have you ever heard of Viator? I absolutely have heard of Viator. Did you know that you can use Viator to book places and tours in Florida. Yeah, there's some fantastic places that you can find on Viator. I have even booked that trolley tour that you took in St. Augustine. I was able to book that through Viator. And what I love is that if we had to change our plans, they have free cancellation. I know, 24 hours cancellation and you get a full refund, right? That's 100% refund, isn't it? It is. And so you can find all kinds of things from trolley tours to snorkeling to even some airboat tours throughout the state of Florida. So so like an experience as opposed to just, oh, look up a a, a rental to stay in or lodging. It's actual like total experience. Absolutely. And Viator has so many tours to choose from. They really are your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do in our sunshine state. And I wanted to say too, they they, they work like a search platform. So you could just be like, hey, I want things to do in in Miami and it pops up with everything, right? Absolutely. So I put some of our favorite tours on our website. So to get started, if you want to go to floridatravelpod.com slash Viator, you can get started booking some of our favorite Florida attractions. And Viator is spelled V-I-A-T-O-R. Um, so going a little bit north and Vero Beach, Vero Beach is a vibe. Vero Beach is so beautiful. I love Vero Beach. Um, I went there you know, for vacations when I was in 
college. We went to um, the Disney Resort. That's there. Uh, yeah, oh, they've got that's right. They've mm-hmm. got that gorgeous Disney Vacation Club Resort. Yep, it's very pretty there, and it is a vibe. It's it's, it's another just different place. I feel like they've got a really good small town vibe Absolutely. with a lot of high class amenities. Mm-hmm. Though too great it's places just, to stay there. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous at Vero Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Smyrna Beach. I just went to New Smyrna Beach for the first time last week, and New Smyrna is great because it's super close to Daytona. It's close to the Orlando area, so it's not far if you're vacationing at either of those. But again, they are secluded. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just because Daytona gets all the attention. New Smyrna Beach has a lot more natural beaches. And I feel like New Smyrna Beach makes me feel like the Gulf Coast, but has the East Coast water in view. But it feels because of the small town, small beach they're not as it's not as that big grand beach like Daytona or Cocoa. Right. I and, feel like they've got more of that that real Florida yeah. look that we're always talking about, right? right? Yeah. Um Agreed. That more nature, natural features in New Smyrna Beach. And yeah, again, it's a great alternative, easy, super easy to get to. And they've got a really cute little downtown too. Yeah. All right, St. Augustine. We talk about St. Augustine so much here. (laughs) St. Augustine kind of gives me that same vibe too. A little bit smaller, um, natural feel to their beach. The seagrass, they have, uh, I believe they have the sea turtle thing too over there. Um, But they're, I think part of what makes St. Augustine Beach so cool is it's right, you know, it's in St. Augustine. And so you kind of get, you can kind of get that in in an all-encompassing vacation you know, uh, the old town of, of St. Augustine historical trip with a beach. <laughs> right. And you typically don't go to the beach right next to the old town because that, again, is a little bit more of your intercoastal right yeah. there. Anastasia State Park is in St. Augustine. Yeah. So, yeah, so you have St. Augustine Beach and then you also have Anastasia State Park, which, again, kind of like Cape Canaveral. It's got that, you know, stretches and stretches of just untouched. It is a loved place to camp. Yes. Yes. Because that's where you can camp on the beach, beach. isn't it? My parents have camped there many times and they love it. That is amazing. So Jacksonville Beach and then Amelia Island. I mean, Jack's Beach is... I I don't know. Jacksonville is has such a great city vibe. Such a great city vibe. Yeah, I I would say when you're looking to get a city that is the locals love, you can't you can't beat Jacks and you can't beat Tampa for those things. Right. I mean, those are just they're great city environments. People really do love their area and uh Jacksonville Beach it shows. Yeah. I, um, and then, yeah, Amelia Island right off of Jacksonville. Fernandina Beach is right there. And we've talked about that on a couple of episodes we as well. That was our um, road trip series. Yes. It was in there. And I've um, I've made some connections up in Amelia Island and Fernandina Beach. So look for some of those episodes coming soon, too. Uh, and then, yeah, we 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 jumped West Palm, didn't we? We did. <laughs> what do you want to say about West, West Palm? West Palm is all the Ritchie Beach. Like that beach is so so gorgeous. So many great um, 
what's the word when you have like facilities like there it's just a beautiful place lots of palm trees white beaches but also there's some smaller beaches so we stayed at a hotel just about two or three blocks off the beach we walked there wasn't even a mile to walk there and we the it was like this tiny little beach there was some rocks to walk out on but there was also nice small area and it was clean and pretty but then you could go a little further down and it was a little bit bigger area so I really enjoyed West Palm Beach. All right, let's move over to the Gulf of Mexico. But before we go into the Gulf of Mexico, um, our producer put up a sign that said sharks. Yeah. I think he's, you know, wants to go swimming Look, with the sharks. Maybe. He wants to know where you can do that. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's a risk you take on both coasts. It is. It is. I think it is something you'd find on both sides. I know people have spotted them way off. The yeah, coast, right. Yeah. And However, they come to shore too, but they're they're not looking to get you. No, they're not. And I have seen some really. Um, I, I I have a I have a shark. I have adopted a shark. I have a shark tracker that I'm. Tanya know, has a pet shark. <laughs> keeping my shark, and my shark is off the Gulf too. So yeah. you're going to see them on both sides. Yep, you are. Yep, and you're going to see white sharks and hammerheads are the bigger ones. But you could, if you're going out deep sea fishing, which I've done, I've caught a shark. I've caught a nurse shark. Yeah, deep sea fishing before too. Same, me too. Now on the Gulf Coast, Clearwater Beach is, I think, Clearwater and St. Pete are my number ones. Um, I can't avoid loving those. I grew up on those beaches. I have many memories. That's my old stomping ground. But it is beautiful, white sand, gorgeous beach, perfect place for sunset, lots of places to eat and stay. Clearwater is, I think, your quintessential Florida beach. Perfect too. beach. Yep. You know, the, the buildings aren't too big. You've got some of your popular touristy spots, miles and miles of White, white sandy sand. beaches, yes. yeah, powdery beaches. Powdery it is beaches. The perfect beach. I mean, I think that's you see a lot more of that on the Gulf side than you do on the Atlantic side. Yeah, um, I can't speak highly enough of Clearwater and St. Pete. I love it. I love it. Yeah, St. Pete Beach is great. St. Pete Beach is so much fun it just is, because yeah. it's so close to the their downtown, and we love Treasure their downtown Island too. Beach. There, it's all St. Petersburg. Too. Um, Siesta Key Beach. They are always one of those that is like the best beach in the United States. Siesta Key wins that so many yep. times. So, you know, if it's earned it, it is just again, top rated sugar soft sand, white sand beaches. It deserves a title of one of the most beautiful beaches. Um, Venice Beach is not that far from there. Venice Beach, good for shark tooths. Yeah. Um, Been there, done the shark tooth thing. It was really fun. We had all the tools and we spent the whole day doing it because <laughs> we were so determined. Right? So, it's just one of those kinds of activities on a beach that you can do that keeps you busy. Yes. Yeah. And um, moving a little bit south, you know, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel Island have been... They're all struggling a little at the moment. They're all struggling, but they will come back. And Sanibel is the... Oh my gosh. It's the epitome of resort beach. Yes. It's the epitome. And it's so small, but yet it's just like, it's the perfect place to stay and make a beach experience that's not like... It's not like beach, like spring break beach experience. It's relaxing, yes. gorgeous views, refreshing, refreshing. Um, get outside and enjoy the, the beach environment. It's, it's a exact resort experience on a beach. Give them some time though. Yeah. Give them, you know, a good year before yeah. we, before we look at what, what they can handle. Absolutely. Um, going along the panhandle though, too, you talk about some of those relaxing beaches and you were saying emerald waters. Yep. So it's, you've, Usually, yes, you do get that emerald waters when you're further south. 
Um, but up there in Panama City Beach, Fort Walton Beach, Pensacola Beach, they're called the Emerald Coast. They're like the number one beaches in Florida. So and, and perhaps most of the country top five. Yes, I think a lot of people head down to the Gulf Islands. You've got Gulf Islands National Seashore that runs through the Panhandle. So you get again, white sugar soft sand. I mean, I saw it when I was in Pensacola, beautiful, beautiful beaches mm-hmm. and emerald waters. I mean, yep. just check out some of their Instagram accounts. They're just beautiful. So where are we going, Christina? I would love to go up to the panhandle for any of those beaches. Have not been, in case you haven't known that. <laughs> um, I would take Clearwater Beach any day, even if it's like a hun- my thousandth time in a year going to that beach. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, Canaveral, Na- Canaveral National Seashore, because it gives you a different um, beach experience. You can go launch a canoe, a kayak, go go out into the ocean on a on a boat that's you're rowing <laughs> yeah exactly i will take siesta key any time of the mm-hmm. day too i just love that area love their little small town feel i'm ready for sanibel when they're ready for me and yeah pensacola i really enjoyed their beaches yeah. as well All right, it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. This is another one I found at that Publix featured Florida product place. And I went and looked them up. Bones Coffee Company isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of our coffee, we want you to have the best experience you've ever had. We only roast carefully selected beans in perfection in small boxes. You need to check out their website, though, Christina, because they're called Bones for a reason. All of their bags and all of their themed have this very, you know, skeleton-esque art, (laughs) this beautiful... Like, you know, Day of the Dead kind of artistic uh, designs on them. But yeah, I was checking out their Holy Cannoli, (laughs) which is a very Godfather looking bag only with bones. And it's, you know, tastes like cannoli. I'm I'm there for it. So (laughs) check them out at BonesCoffee.com or find them in Publix. All right, stay tuned to see where we're going next week. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can also go to floridatravelpod.com. We share all of our most recent travels. If you've experienced something that we haven't talked about, please let us know. Or if you want to send us some pictures of your trip or adventures and the places that we've talked about, that would be fantastic. You can email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help others discover our content. And the more people we have listening, the more we can bring to you. So if you enjoy our content, also consider supporting supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. We're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. And if you support us, it really does help us pay the bills basically (laughs) pay things like podcast hosting and website fees and all of that good stuff but it also allows us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the sunshine state next week we're going to talk about sea turtles but that's it for this week i'm tanya and i'm christina stay sunny everyone